Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Tundel and I'm just so grateful for this oh, beautiful soul today. She's just amazing at what she does. She really does live her truth within her work. And she's on a mission to support driven entrepreneurs to help tap into their infinite potential as leaders. Sigrid Tazes is a leadership and embodiment coach and the author of Intimacy Within. She hosts the podcast Sacred Leaders and Modern Medicine Women. She believes that we can all fully embody our truth and create an, an impact in the world. Sigrid, I'm so grateful to have you in the show and thank you for joining us today. Such a pleasure. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, bless you. I'm just excited to talk to you about your personal journey of how you, you started to become a leadership and embodiment coach and what your life was like before. Well, it's such a big question, but in a <laughs> nutshell, um, I actually come from a background in corporate and I had a corporate job back in Barcelona where I'm originally wow. from. And I, I'd lived that life, the city life, the nine <laughs> to five, the drinks after work, the numb yourself with Netflix, TV and alcohol throughout the weekend and pray for the summer holiday to arrive already. I lived that life that quote-unquote made sense for years and it wasn't until I went through a breakup it was the first time that someone was breaking up with me and it was a blessing because it triggered every single one of my core wounds every single one of them any fear of rejection wounding around abandonment all of these different things that I had inside but I had no idea I had and I had no idea that were conditioning my reality in such a way so all of those things came to surface and triggered my entire reality to the point where I started to experience really deep anxiety and Through that experience of anxiety, where everything in my life became a challenge, even taking the subway to go to work or being at work, sometimes trying to sleep, everything was a challenge because I was hunted in a way by this experience of deep anxiety. And through experiencing that, I went into asking for help. I thought I was going to a psychologist. I had no idea what coaching was back then. And I thought I was going to a psychologist. I worked up there and turns out I had just connected with one of the most amazing professionals I've ever met. Mm -hmm. She happened to be a master coach, a breath worker, breath work facilitator, a psychologist, but a Buddhist psychologist. (laughs) Um, So a lot of deep, mindfulness and philosophy in what she taught and I mean she's got PhDs and teachers in university she's she's a master but through connecting with her I was able to start working on myself and understand myself in a way that I didn't even know was possible or necessary and through doing that I realized that so much of the life I was living was alive by default not a life that I had created by design. So that difference between living by default or living by design, it's something that I like to speak about all the time now because I know that so many of us get caught up in that default mode where we are going through life on autopilot. And sometimes we need these moments where life is shaking us to get out of the pattern and come into asking certain questions, making certain decisions, taking actions so that we can come into creating a life by design. So move forward some time from then. I moved to Australia. I quit my job. I quit my lease, everything in Barcelona. Moved to Australia and I became a yoga and meditation teacher. Wow. And I did that for some time until it became really 
clear to me that I wanted to be able to make a deeper impact in people's mindsets. Mm. And there was only so much philosophy I could teach in a yoga class. I tried my best. I just put so much philosophy in each class. <laughs> but it, come, it came a point where I wanted to, to share more and to be able to impact people in a more mm. profound way when it came to their mindset and how they went about their lives. So from there, I started to train as a coach and do all these different courses and, and um, trainings and all of that. And later I was blessed with the experience of meeting plant medicines mm. and sitting in a plant medicine ceremony, which became really straight away became very clear that that was my path and that that was something that I, I was meant to work with. So fast forward to, let's say now I have seen sat in over a hundred plant medicine ceremonies across the world. Wow. I have trained with many different elders from different ancient cultures and really learned the ancient wisdom that those people carry and keep alive. And through that and continuing to master my, my expertise as a coach, what I do now and who I am now was created. And this is why I'm so passionate about embodiment and leadership coaching is because I see that one without the, without the other doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. We can be really deep in our spirituality, really deep in our personal development world and work. But if we aren't, living in a way that supports us that it's aligned and we aren't using our gifts to make an impact mm. if that's what we feel called to do then something's missing but in the same way when we are just pursuing money and fame and recognition and success that doesn't work either so this is a work of merging um, the profit with the purpose and also understanding that everything starts within. So we can only lead others powerfully when we are leading ourselves powerfully. Yeah. It all starts with us. And that's the work that I support mission-driven entrepreneurs to do, coming back home to themselves, to truth and alignment. Wow. wow. <laughs> it just blew me away. Wow. There's so much that you were saying. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I relate with everything you're saying because it's amazing, isn't it? When you just surrender instead of forcing a life that we think we need and we just suddenly surrender and realize actually that path that we thought we were supposed to go on was actually never our path. We were actually yeah. pushing ourselves, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, because like I, so I, I spent my whole life like I'm going to be a journalist. That's my life. I want to help people and I it's I have a bit of a bizarre background so I worked in a pharmacy whilst I was studying um and my mum was a nurse and stuff so I've always been interested in health so I wanted to be a health journalist and so I was like pushing towards this health journalist and then I could I took a little bit of a dip for a few months and I decided to go in the finance world um and be a financial publisher and actually that was my turning point as well Sigrid was in that job I lost myself to the point I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror and it, it took a redundancy package and a cancer scare in that year to wake me up and I remember sitting in the first having the redundancy and I was like thank you like I shook my boss's hand I said it's the best decision you've made he was so confused but I knew that that wasn't the life I was here to live I was just doing it at that point just for the money um especially when you're in your mid-20s you just it's just that lifestyle um and then later I had the cancer scare a few months and that woke me up. And I, that was the first time I heard my intuition. And I remember sitting there, sat alone, as I used to do things alone back then, thinking, why me? What have I deserved to, to have this cancer scare? And a voice inside said, you've created this. And I remember looking around the room going, huh? There's nobody there. And I'm thinking, who is that? Um, and then I kept hearing the voice. And then when they told me they misdiagnosed me, I, I ran out of the hospital and I, and I remember hearing a voice saying, it's time to heal. It's time to go from within. And that was my turning point was that, like yourself, I decided to surrender and listen to what my soul was saying versus my mind. Um, and yeah, I just went on this journey of like empowering young people. I didn't really know what I was doing at that point. And I was empowering lots of people, doing things on stages, speaking, and then 
everything that just came together as a coach. And as I did more inner work on myself, I realized that it, I had this calling and I had a natural gift in helping others to, to heal. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing, isn't it? When you think that life, it feels like another life to me. I don't know about yourself, Sigrid, but it feels like that was like our totally. old life. <laughs> yes. And it's the same with the drinking culture. Like you end up doing things for the sake of trying to fit in, but we were never really there to fit in to that world. Definitely. And that's the thing. It's just what we learn. That's how we end up there. But in reality, it was never meant to be. But at the same time, it was meant to be for the time that it was so that we could get where we are. <laughs> True, <laughs> 100%. And um, I want to talk to you about your book, um, Intimacy from Within. Could you tell us more about it? Yes, um, Intimacy Within is a book that I wrote a few years ago. Interestingly enough, I don't really ever speak about it anymore. Oh. Um, yeah, so I love that you want to talk about it, bringing back... <laughs> Some, some good memories as well. So this book is actually a poetry book, um, mm. but it's, it's personal development and spiritual awakening um, merge in a book, wow. one in poetry. Yes, so basically <laughs> those are snippets. Um, one thing that I didn't mention before about my journey is when I decided I wanted to become a coach and I met the Plum Medicines, I had a moment where I felt really called to quit everything and devote myself to my inner healing before I started leading others and holding yeah. space for others in that way. So I actually moved to the rainforest and I lived there for five months, um, just drinking medicine and meditating every single day. Wow. And that's, that's all I did. I was living in a bell tent Sometimes it was too cold, so I would go inside of the house, um, the house that, that was in that land. But I just devoted myself to my journey there. And that's when all of those poems started to come through. Mm. Um, so although it's poetry and we would say it has nothing to do with coaching or nothing to do with, with the work I do now, it's definitely, it's definitely something that infuses the learnings and the healing process that I was going through at the time. So what I have found is that a lot of my clients have read the book and even though it's not a self-help book, it's not technically doesn't relate to the work I do today. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my clients have mentioned that it has helped them a lot because it has inspired them in a really digestible and easy to take in way to really go inwards and do a lot of self-inquiry so the points in this book are just pieces of, of the journey I was going through at the time, just fully devoted to my journey, learning from plant medicines and meditating and really going as deep as I could possibly have back then um, to, yeah, to heal and to find, find a way in which I could solidify who I am and the space that I can hold for others before I went out there in the world and started holding space for others and yeah. others healing. I think that's really important. And I'm glad you kind of raised that because I find that in the, it's, in the industry of coaching, there are so many people that are preaching, but not doing the work or haven't done the work. And I think it's so important that we do our work first and then be a space to hold for others. However, yeah. I don't, because I feel like I don't know if you've seen that over the years because I've been in the industry for a long time as well now um, and there's a lot of people preaching but not doing their work and that can actually harm and damage people and I think people don't realize that whatever you're teaching in that space could actually make the other person worse so it's so important for us to do our own inner work so then we can then guide other people because when we are able to to heal we are able to then help others to understand their healing process Absolutely. And I think the most important key or piece with this is being humble enough and honest enough to mm. self-assess with transparency and to own where you're at, yeah. because we will always have something else to heal. There will yeah. always be work to do until, you know, I'm going for enlightenment. Like I would love to get enlightened, <laughs> but until that happens or if yeah. it happens, 
I'm going to have shit to work through. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just going to happen. However, I definitely agree with you. There are people in this industry and like in any industry, yeah. but especially when it comes to personal development and spirituality and, and this yeah. type of, of holding space for other people's healings and transformations, it is absolutely crucial that we are in embodiment of the work, that we are walking our talk mm. and that we are really honest with where we are at and the results that we are capable of creating for others and the space that we are capable of holding. Because mm. what we see in our society is everyone wants to be a master, but not enough people wants to be a student. Yeah. And this is absolutely crucial. In order to be a great teacher, you must be an amazing student. Yeah. And I guess this is something that I, I have seen within myself. And I've spoken about this with so many of my friends that are top in the coaching industry yeah. and the reason why they are so good is because they continue to be students mm. I know that the reason why I am in mastery of my expertise is because I am 24 7 a student of life a student of this work so yeah. I think that that comes from an unworthiness and a sense of unworthiness and a sense of feeling unsafe to really own where we're at so that sense of unsafety and unworthiness can create this ego-driven show <laughs> where people want to be more than they are and be somewhere that they're not yet and yeah. claim to be able to create results that they're not able to create and I feel like yes there will always be things to heal however in order to be in integrity and embodiment as facilitators and coaches, we get to be just really honest with where we truly are at and what we can truly do and hold for others. 100%. And mastery is all about doing the inner work. Mastery of being a master of something is always forever. Like not, I won't say forever, but like continually working on yourself. And I think, I and, I, and I've noticed the same thing as what you're saying. It's like when people claim to call themselves gurus or, or teachers or light workers, but they've only done maybe a, a three-week course. <laughs> it's, it's not the same as really going in and honoring like your own parts of what needs to be or your shadow work and really focusing on that. That's, that is a true master. Like you said, it's somebody who's willing to, to continually notice patterns and do the clearing. Yes, totally. And I think this is a reflection of our collective consciousness as well, because turn on the TV or go on Instagram and you are promised all these yeah. really quick fixes, right? Ugh. Lose 50 kilos in one hour, lose, <laughs> like, you know, make a million dollars in one week. Like everything <laughs> is promising these really quick things. So the, the pace of today's world is so fast. And there's so many things that that tell us in a way if you're not going at this space, mm. you're missing out, you're losing, you're not good enough, you're a failure, you're not going to be safe, you're not going to find stability, you're not going to find a partner, you're not going to be accepted. So a lot of people jump in this claiming to be the master before being in the mastery or even entering the school, they, they get into this in a really subconscious way. So it's not really coming from a desire of wanting to be fraudulent or, um, or lying, but it's just from a deeply unconscious space. Um, but I do think that it's of extreme importance that we do this and that we do this work for ourselves as yeah. well. Like the coaching industry can be quite sexy and <laughs> profitable. And, you know, it's, quite cool you start feeling cool where you're like oh I know more about yourself than you do I know why you're doing what you're doing I know your limiting beliefs I can see clearly your patterns yeah. like there's a sense of power in that mm. so there's a sexiness to it there's a sense of um yeah just being in control and it can be really profitable and it can it can really bring a lot of praise and recognition to our wounded egos mm. so it can really look as something fun and and something that we would like to do right the typical picture of the the person working from the bahamas and the computer <laughs> and that's something yeah. that a lot of people may get into this industry for however the most important thing is that we do this work for ourselves mm. personally i'm not doing this because i'm an amazing person because i am any more special than anyone 
I'm personally so devoted to my own liberation. I want to be free from all of the BS that my mind has believed. I want to be free from all of the patterns that that are playing in me due to trauma, fear, uh, mm. conditioning programs, all of that. I want to be free. And in that journey of my own personal liberation, my own personal journey as a student, it so happens that I have enough wisdom and tools to share with others. Yeah. And it is a joy for me to share it. It's a pleasure yeah. for me to support others. But ultimately, I'm doing this from the inside out. And that's mm. the difference. A lot of people are playing this game from the outside in, and yeah. it shows. Yeah. And I think 2020 really highlighted that for a lot of people that the industry, I don't know if you felt it yourself, but like, I felt like the industry was crumbling, but crumbling in as a way that the, the ego stuff was like disappearing and it was a more truth coming in the true people that have been doing the work. And I just felt this big shift and it was like, I don't know, it felt so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And I really relate with what you're saying about, you know, doing the inner work and, um, you're right. It, it, when people try to look for quick fixes, it reminds me of when I worked in the pharmacy, right, Sigrid, where people would come and say, I've got a headache, give me this medication or give me that. And I used to remember, I don't know what, I guess I'd, I was always doing helping people, but not realizing I was doing it then. But I'd be like, have you thought about sitting down? Have you thought about having a drink and relaxing? Or, you know, maybe you're dehydrated, but it, so many of us are so afraid to ask ourselves questions when we're in that world like why have I got a headache what's triggering it why am I feeling this way versus like people just want to just quickly take that medication because they think that's what's going to fix them and Mm -hmm. I did the same for years I had a headache in the industry so I'd constantly take medications and when I started my healing process I remember asking myself why do I have a headache and then paying attention to the signs where was it coming from And I feel that that's what the world needs is instead of running for a quick fix, we need to come back home to ourselves and ask ourselves, why are we feeling that way? And I know it's a lot linked to our childhood because obviously we've been, how can I put this, like we've been conditioned from a young age to like follow what society wants from us. And so that's kind of taken our power away. And it's only till we have like these massive transformations or life-changing moments that we start to go from within and question things. And how are you helping people to create a sacred space within their lives and their business? Hmm, that's a great question. I feel like the the thing that creates a sacred, everything is sacred. Life in itself is so sacred. So to me, what creates the sense of sacredness is the intentionality, is the awareness. So when we stop to look at life, everything is so sacred, Right. When I drank water this morning, I give thanks for it. I give thanks for the water. The water in itself is so sacred. When I'm walking on the earth, I think, you know, without the earth, we couldn't be alive. We wouldn't exist. So that in itself is so sacred. The air that we breathe is sacred. The Everything that is around us, it's, that comes from the earth, that it's natural, is sacred. So to create a sacred space for your business and for your life, all that is required is to start bringing a deeper sense of awareness and intentionality, presence into everything that you do. So how that looks like will vary. It will change from person to person, but those are the basis of it. It's really knowing, again, moving from doing things by default, doing Mm. things because our parents did them that way, (laughs) or we got taught at school that we had to do them that way, or we did them differently once and we got bullied for it. So we, we learn to do them how we do them now. Like really looking at why do we do the things we do and do we intentionally and consciously choose that still? So when we start looking at the choices we are making in life, how we are reacting and responding to certain things and we are taking that time, that space to look at it from the, from the awareness standpoint, we can start creating choices that are aligned and are in integrity. Um, that makes sense, basically. That makes sense with what we want, not running our business in a way that is pursuing money, profit, um, growth at the expenses of our values, at the expenses of our well being, at the expenses of our alignment, not running life in a way that is pursuing acceptance, 
love, um, validation from others without connecting within, right? So mm-hmm. as I said, it will look different to every single person. And that's something that I, I explore with my clients and support them in, in creating tailor to them. But it all comes down to this basis is doing things with intentionality, with awareness and with presence. And when we do that, we are creating sacred space. We are bringing back the awareness and the memory that everything is sacred within our lives. Mm-hmm. Our lives are sacred. If we were to die, I don't want to die today, for example. I don't want to die today. <laughs> so why would I treat my life like it doesn't matter? Why would I treat my day like it's just happening? It could be the last day. So I may as well treat it with reverence, with presence. If I'm not present throughout the day, I miss the whole point. Mm-hmm. I miss life. So really creating these allows us to, to create that sacred space within everything that we do, everything from relationships, sexual intimacy, uh, business, sales goals, program creation, um, our runs in the morning or <laughs> how we speak to ourselves when we look at ourselves in the mirror or what we do before we go to sleep. Everything can be done with that sacredness if we are applying that presence, awareness, and intentionality. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, you really are a powerful coach. I can feel that. I honestly can. I can feel it. I can feel like you really do it from your heart. It's not about like, look at me. <laughs> it's, it's from the heart of, because you know what it's been, you've been through it and you know what it feels like. And it's just, yeah you're sharing that back with your clients and that's beautiful to hear thank you thank you so much bless you and I've just got a few more questions left to ask you and my first question is can you tell us about your coaching program self-care is the new hustle yes so in terms of coaching programs I have two actually um are you happy for me to speak about them too yeah yeah so (laughs) self-care is in a hustle is an eight-week course is for people to do it on their own pace. So it is a really powerful container that supports you in creating a connection to a sense of deep, sustainable um, self-care. So the difference between what we may think of as self-care and deep, sustainable self-care, which is what we work on in this course, is that deep, sustainable self-care creates long-lasting results while the self-care that we may think of nowadays tends to be something that is mainly a band-aid approach, <laughs> mainly targeting our superficial layers of our physical body. And a lot of the times done so that we can say we did it or show on an Insta story that we did it. So what we work on in self-care is a new hassle is the four pillars of sacred self-care, which are your energetic body, your mental body, your emotional body, and your physical body. So we're not just looking at things like face masks and bubble baths. We actually don't look at that at all. (laughs) But we are looking at taking care of yourself in the most profound ways. How Mm -hmm. do you speak to yourself? How do you process challenging emotions when they arise? How do you reprogram your limiting beliefs? How do you take care of your energetic container? and make sure that you aren't leaking energy everywhere in your life. Mm. How do you boost your energy to increase your productivity and your focus, your creativity, your inspiration in a way that's healthy, productive, and works for you? Um, All these different tools that basically are supporting you to create a toolkit that you can use anytime at any given point. Um, And it's pretty amazing because women... We've had two rounds already and the women that have done it have shared that it's been really life-changing for them to understand self-care in this depth versus Mm -hmm. thinking of it as something that you just do as a luxury or because, you know, feels good. So this is basically supporting you to create the results that you desire in your life with more ease and Mm -hmm. to be a full stand for yourself, to have your back and have the tools to deal with life because life is going to happen so deal with life in a really empowered aligned and self-honoring way 
Wow. It's an amazing course. And um, if you want, we can talk about that later, but if you want, I can give you a discount code in case anyone listening wants to um, do the course and join. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'll talk to you about that and we can put it in the show notes. And my longer program worries where I um, hang out um, most of the time and where I am. <laughs> and it's a lot more, um, it's a lot deeper and a lot, um, it's really different. Let's just say it's really <laughs> different because self care is in the hustle, it's really deep as well. But what we do, uh, my other program, it's called The Embodied Woman. And it is a six-month container. So I like to call it a six-month sacred ceremony because it's way more than a group coaching program. And it is for female entrepreneurs and women that want to really reclaim their power. So it is a six-month initiation into your fullest expression of womanhood and feminine embodiment. What I realized throughout the years is that so many of my friends and clients, like literally the vast majority of them, and I can include myself in the past, have been disconnected from their true essence and their true power as a woman. Mm. And this is because we nobody teaches us. Nobody yeah. teaches us this. So when we look at the ancient cultures that I have been studying for years, they have ritualistic initiations. They have what they call rites of passage, which are initiations into womanhood, into manhood. So you don't just become old enough to be called a woman, but there is a series of elders and, and mothers and different women that are already in their womanhood phase that teach you and create the space for you to know yourself, to claim yourself in that way. So when I saw that, I realized that one of the things that so many of my clients and, and my friends could benefit from was having that, that period of initiation. So by no means I'm saying I am holding a traditional rites of passage. That's um, I'm not to hold that. But um, what this is, is a six-month container that allows you to be initiated into that, initiated into your power. So it's claiming back your power from all the places where you've given it away consciously and subconsciously, learning how to be an apologetic stand for yourself and for your truth deepening your self-awareness like never before to really understand, know, and take full ownership of your gifts and the medicine that you're here to bring, to really turn on your receiver and learn to amplify the way in which you can say yes to life, yes to pleasure, yes to abundance, yes to support, yes to love. It's basically that container that allows you to come in one way and come out the completely other way <laughs> the most empowered, self-expressed, aligned and embodied version of yourself. And it is absolutely incredible. We're actually starting the, um, this upcoming uh, round starts this coming Monday, but mm -hmm. we are going to have another round this year. So if anyone listening wants to join or feels interested to know more, you can either, they can either direct message me on Instagram or I'll give you the, the link for the application. So that if anyone's interested, they can apply as well. Yes, please. Like, wow. I was just, as you were saying it, I was getting goosebumps. <laughs> it, I can feel it the power amazing. of it. Yeah, yeah, I can feel it really. Um, so if anyone is interested, I will put the notes down in the notes. I'll put the link in the notes um, and I'll create a little link as well for you guys. So you can just contact Sigrid as well and you can just, yeah, yeah go for it. Seriously, I, I can feel it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow very powerful so powerful it's so needed as well like we've given our power so much away as women and it's so, so powerful like yourself and many other women who are doing this work to help us really come back to our inner light mm -hmm. yeah it's so needed yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and what are your five, five top tips for someone who who wants to create more intimacy from within but they don't really know where to start mm. Yeah, great question. This could be a whole other podcast, but keeping it short for the first one. Um, the first one that comes to mind is absolutely, by all means, create space to be with yourself in silence. Mm. This is way too undervalued nowadays. And there's few things as powerful as this. Like really, we can have all the coaching tools and 
we can do all of the courses and we can listen to all of the podcasts and watch all of the videos. But if we can only create intimacy within through making the space to be within and we can only hear what's coming from within when we are not consuming from the external world pouring from the outside in we need to create that space where we are not consuming um, information we are not exchanging energy with others that we are in our own space so that we can really go within so the absolute first one would be create moments to be in silence with yourself. You can go for a walk, you can go for a swing. It doesn't need to be necessarily sitting down in the top of a hill with um, an orange, you know, robe and, and doing it the monk way. You can just go for a walk, go for a surf, go for, do something that allows you to be in silence by yourself. That's super important. And yeah, just get in the habit. Even if in the mornings you go, you're used to going for a walk or a run, maybe tomorrow you do it without the podcast on your headphones, mm-hmm. without the music on your headphones. Like just be with yourself, be with you. And that's something that sometimes is uncomfortable, but the more you do it, the more you love it. I personally can't go without having my morning routine. I need to have <laughs> nowadays at least two to three hours of secret time, secret with secret. And if I don't have secret with secret time, things <laughs> just feel chaotic. So mm-hmm. the more you do it, the better it will feel. Um, second tip is something that a lot of people <laughs> try to resist and run away from, but it is a game changer. So absolutely encouraging everyone to take up a practice of meditation. Hmm. a thousand percent and if you don't feel like you can sit for an hour sit for 20 minutes if you feel like 20 minutes is a lot sit for 10 if 10 minutes feels like a long time start with three Hmm. my um my vedic meditation teacher used to say this quote that i absolutely love she used to say to me don't allow perfect to be the enemy of practice And this is something that I keep reminding myself and my clients of. It's really powerful. Don't allow perfect to be the enemy of practice. If you're trying, if you're not practicing because you're trying to get it perfect, you're not practicing because you can't sit for 20 minutes. Hmm. It's best for you to sit for three minutes than sit for none. So just sit for three. Hmm. Just meditate for three minutes. Start there. Start with something easy, something that is achievable. You can start, there's so many different apps that guide you through meditations. You can make up your own mantra, choose a word that you like, an intention that you have for that day, whether it's abundance, love, compassion, forgiveness, and just repeat that word. You don't need to do a training on meditation. You don't need to have half an hour every morning to start with that. That is an absolute golden key to access our inner world when we are in that meditative space so much is revealed from within that we can't see and access when we're in this frantic movement and consuming information and listening to things and moving around and all of that so number one be in silence with yourself number two take up a meditation practice thousand percent number three will have to be create a morning routine have some space in the morning and again I personally take at least two to three hours each morning to be with myself but at the beginning I did them at the beginning it was Mm. just like a quick thing so don't allow perfect to be the enemy of practice just do what works for you don't don't stop doing it because you don't know how to do it like someone else find out what works for you so your morning practice might be taking 10 deep breaths and that's how you you're going to get started and that's it. Your morning practice might be journaling, writing 10 things you're deeply grateful for today. Mm. Your morning practice might be going for a run or doing light yoga in your living room or meditating or having a dance party, (laughs) whatever it is that you want to do. But really, when we open our phones, when we open our computers, when we jump on the train or going to the highway driving 
all of those things that we do in the morning, mm -hmm. we are opening ourselves to the world, right? We are letting the world come at us. And we live in a pretty intense, beautiful, amazing, wonderful, but really intense world. Mm -hmm. So the world will come at us really intensely. So if you are allowing the world to come at you first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. without having given yourself the chance to connect with yourself first, when will you have the chance to come at the world? Mm. You get to come at the world intentionally, again, not by default, not waking up from your dreams and straight away turning on your phone, going into the notifications, comparing yourself to someone else on Instagram, hoping that someone gave you a like, hoping that someone replied to that message, getting caught up in the emails and what the person in your team didn't do well and now you have to fix. Like, mm. like seriously, it's... It's a lot. So bring that within first, whether it is three minutes or it is three hours. That's completely up to you. But start creating space to tune in within, to pour into your own cup before you go out there and pour into other people's cups. Yeah. So absolutely necessary. Something, something each morning that allows you to connect with yourself and bring that intentionality into your day so that you don't fall back into that default going with the current mode. Yeah. Wow. So I forgot if those were three or four. <laughs> I, think they, I think they were four. <laughs> oh my God, I can't remember either. Um, like, okay, so number one, <laughs> be in silence with yourself. Number two, um, meditation. take a meditation practice. Okay, number three, have a morning morning routine right. number four something that is really powerful is to write down whenever something upsets you whenever something feels you can just feel in your body when something feels like a contraction mm. or you feel slight anxiety or you feel rushed for whatever reason instead of numbing yourself which is the default pattern that that most of us in this western world have Instead of going into the Netflix or going for the food or going for the phone or going for the pornography or whatever it is that you do to numb yourself, it's like what people do, right? Mm. Instead of doing that, just give yourself the space to check in. And this is something that I do on a daily basis. Whenever I feel my body contracting or going into this rush, like I feel, like I, I feel not at peace and not grounded, something's going on, then... Mm. I ask myself, what happened? What, what triggered this? What triggered it? It might be a comment that you saw on social media. It might be a message that you received. It might be something that someone said and the meaning that you made about it. <laughs> what it is exactly doesn't matter so much. What it matters is that you get in the habit of really catching it before it becomes a whole thing in your subconscious. So in order to do these, a really easy exercise you can do is tune in, check in with your body. And this is something you can do a few times a day, set up an alarm. And I'm just gonna merge these two. So these are gonna be number four and number five tip. Sure. Because they're kind of <laughs> two in one. But you get to set an alarm at least three times a day, let's say, to just check in with your body. You can take five deep breaths, 10 deep breaths. If you don't want to do 10, start with five. Five deep breaths and ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Mm. How is my body feeling? Do I feel expanded? Do I feel excited? Do I feel sad? Do I feel anger, um, angry? Do I feel rushed? Do I feel grounded? Do I feel horny? Whatever it is that you feel, it's all good either way. Mm. But whatever you're feeling, identify it. So the more you get in that habit of identifying the emotions, whenever you catch something that feels like a contraction, feels like something that it's getting in your way in any way, right? Anger, um, some, something that it's in there. You get to ask yourself, what happened? Where is this coming from? Because again, the majority of people go through these things on a daily basis but so subconsciously, so unconsciously that those things just store in the body, get stored in the body. And you go from one uncomfortable feeling to the other, from numbing yourself in this way to numbing yourself in that other way. 
Well, if you get in the habit to really ask your body, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? What do you need? And then where is this coming from? All this message. Cool. Is this 100% true? Like I took it. To start questioning the beliefs. There's a whole other world that we could go into in regards to questioning your beliefs and the stories and all that. But really start there. Start with checking in with your body, checking in with what's happening. This is a practice of embodiment. You can have all of the tools in your mind, Mm -hmm. but this is what happens for a lot of people. We think we know things. This may sound simple. You're like, oh yeah, I know. Okay, but do you know it like you breathe it? Do you know it like Mm. it's part of you? It's second nature? Or do you know it like one day you heard this on another podcast or you read it somewhere or you learned it in a workshop and it made sense? So you kept it in your brain in that box of things that make sense, but I never make a good use of. Mm. Because we have that box in the brain of things that make sense, but we don't really do anything about it. So to start creating that intimacy within, start connecting with your body. Your body is always giving you clues to what's happening. And because of the fast pace of this world, it is often when we get triggered or get hurt, but we're so busy that we don't even realize that that's happening. And it mm-hmm. isn't until we check in within that we can be like, okay, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Okay, do I want to choose this consciously or not? So that's just a really powerful, simple way to connect with what's going on in your inner world and bring more intentionality so that you can choose how you want to feel and how you want to go about things. Beautiful. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So Wow. There's so much you were saying and I was just like nodding and especially about the morning routine. Oh my God. Like I remember, like, like we said, we call it our old lives running with toast in my mouth and my shoes in my hand, running to work. And and then when I started doing the inner work, it's like you said, it's like, do I really need my phone next to my bed at night? And like then shifting it into a different room. And it's you're so right. Like, like I'm if I don't have my time in the morning, I'm like a mess. <laughs> yes, totally. And but when we have our time, you're right, things look so different. The awareness is so different. Um we start to understand things in a different way, but when we're constantly on this drive of like work, 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 no play, that's when people start to get triggered by everything around them. Yeah, totally. And I love that you say I'm a complete mess if I don't have my morning routine. Everyone's a complete mess. Yeah. <laughs> Until we don't True. start having the morning routine, we don't have the contrast. So yeah. we can't feel the difference. But I agree with you. I was like, yeah, totally, me too. And then I was like, well, actually everyone is a mess if they don't have their money routine mm-hmm. i personally have never met someone that's like i feel amazing i'm so <laughs> alive manifesting like badass everything mm-hmm. i want turns everything i touch turns into gold i feel so at peace within myself and what's your money routine? oh i just wake up and go into my phone and go take instagram oh yeah never heard that once you know yeah. so so yeah. true you're right it's so true it is a mindset thing and it is it is how you set your day isn't it like whatever you're doing in the morning whether that's half an hour or even like an hour that sets the tone of your day so if you like you said if you're reading a message that is like negative or you're you're reading negative news that's going to be the tone of your life like your day what's going to happen and um, whereas if you do like you were saying like if you do the work where you focus on yourself and what you need in the morning then it's just gonna flow (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely yeah and I understand the whole kind of negative news because obviously being in the news industry my gosh like my whole life at that point my old life was just it was depressing like I was drinking like crazy going off the rails because I I was surrounded by negative news because that was what the world sells (laughs) Um, yeah and like I remember feeling that deep churning feeling in my stomach going to work like oh again here we go again um (laughs) and yeah it's so powerful when you really step away from that world and you really step away and like you said have the awareness and trust in your wisdom that you see that life is really simple we just complicate it with lots of other things (laughs) yeah definitely it's so much about unlearning versus learning Mm. as you said it is simple and it's complex for our minds to grasp the simplicity of it because we've been 
taught that things have to be really hard and complex and, and challenging and all of the things. We live in a society that I believe it's really, it's like poison soil yeah. for healthy seeds. So we're trying to grow all these healthy, beautiful seeds in a soil that is completely poisoned. Mm. So it makes sense. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And like, so I'm an empath. And so like my whole life growing up was like, you know, you're conditioned to think like you're oversensitive and, you know, you start end up becoming something you're not. And like when I went in the journalism world, I became this alpha female and it was like killing me inside because I wasn't being my true self, but I'd been conditioned so much, not just mm. obviously the industry, but culturally as well, because I'm Indian. So there's a whole people pleasing and oh, oh gosh, all of that was like, mm-hmm. I was like crying. And so that's why when I had the um, redundancy package and the cancer scale, it was like a rebirth. It was like, I was crying for help, but the universe was saying, you have to start from within. And it was just like a click. It was a switch. And then I realized, like you said, the patterns and the poison in our world. And you're like, wow, like we put so much pressure on ourselves to be something we're not. When all we have to do is be ourselves and have, like you said, the awareness to just trust from within. Yes, definitely. And everything starts making a lot more sense when we do that. And things become a lot easier when we do that. Yeah. And my final it question actually is. Oh, yes. <laughs> my final question is, what are you most grateful for? Life. Mm. I woke up this morning and I was feeling, I have these almost every morning. Um, I would say, yeah, the vast majority of them. But especially last night and this morning, I was just amazed at life. Mm. I was just feeling, you know, the, the fragility and the gift of life mm. out of all the people that die every day, all the people that get sick every day or have accidents every day. You and I are speaking here fully alive, fully <laughs> healthy, um in purpose everything is provided you know i have a bottle of clean pure water right next to me right now and i can look at the trees outside of my window i'm just blown away by life (laughs) yes i'm grateful for my life that's beautiful thank you sidgrid for everything you've shared today and just being yourself and shining your light in this world because we need so many other people like yourself just really helping people to come back home to themselves. Mm, Such a pleasure. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. And I love doing this work. It is my my deepest passion. So thank you also for allowing me to share my expertise and, and my wisdom in here. Bless you such a beautiful soul and everything that you're doing is just so powerful and I just want to thank you again for just doing what you do because the more that we embrace our femininity and the masculinity and just live our truth the more we can be freer in this world for more information about Sigrid's programs do check out our show notes at www.girdshundle.com where we've put in the links for you so you can you can join the programs Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. What I know for sure is that you really feel joy in direct proportion to how connected you are to living your truth. That's a quote by Oprah Winfrey. Remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. lit.